the joys of being a parent is felt when you open your child's door. You look around with disbelief and you let out a cry, this place is a mess. To which the child normally says something like, well, I know, I know, I was gonna get to it. And then I typically say back, well, if you know that it's dirty, why haven't you cleaned it? Or if you would just stay on top of it, it wouldn't get so doggone messy. Why is it? Why is it, friends, that, that when we know company is coming and we expect guests to arrive at our homes, we go above and beyond to make sure that our houses, our, our homes are spotless and that they're in pristine condition. But otherwise, we, we allow things to slide and we allow our, our living spaces to get a little bit messy. Well, I don't know about you, but, but when someone shows up to our house unannounced, uh, it, it kind of bothers me. Not because they didn't call us beforehand or that I don't want them uh, to come in or that I don't want to visit with them. That's not the case. I love people coming into our home. But when people show up unannounced, it bothers me because in the back of my mind, I know that, well, we didn't get to clean. We didn't prepare for this person to show up. And most of the time, it doesn't really bother them. But I still have that in the back of my mind. You know, we don't want people to see our messes. And when company is expected, and, and even more so when someone shows up unannounced, we tend to have a heightened awareness of all of the messes around us. And sometimes we have time to clean and prepare to receive the company. And sometimes it catches us off guard. And we remember that complacency, well, that can be a dangerous thing to play with. The same could be said for followers of Jesus. As we often allow ourselves to become complacent and we forget that there's anything to prepare for, we get distracted. We allow our lives to get messy. And then all of a sudden the season of Advent hits us and, and we suddenly remember that company is coming. Company is coming. I want to welcome each and every one of you to online worship on this first Sunday of Advent as we remember today that there is something that we're waiting for and that we're looking for. There is something that we are preparing for. And it's in this season of excitement, of anticipation, and a whole lot of joy that we look to the skies and we remember the hope and the promise of the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. And we remember that our Savior is coming to do something new yet again in our lives. Despite this whole year being really challenging, and, and regardless of the fact that we tend to uh, allow our watchful waiting to fall by the wayside, 
Advent creates a sense of wonder, a sense of wonder that we can start all over again. It's an opportunity for a fresh start because company is coming. Christ has come. Christ is come. And Christ will come again. As we remember that powerful truth and we enter into this Advent season of hope, we need to ask ourselves, are our rooms really clean? Are we prepared to receive the company that's coming? Now, often when we ask our children to clean their bedrooms, they, they like to rush through it, right? They shove things under the bed, they stuff things in their closet, they close the doors and they hope that you won't realize it. But then you do that inspection and you tell them, hey, this isn't quite clean. You still have some work to do. You know, it's not quite up to your standard of cleanliness. We do the same thing with our spiritual lives. We know that we need to do certain things to live faithfully for Jesus. But we tend to rush through it and we don't give adequate time and space for the Holy Spirit to do the work of, of life transformation. We allow other things to take priority and and while our spiritual journeys aren't quite up to the standard that Christ has set before us. What would happen if the Lord showed up at your front door today? What would happen if the Lord opened the door to your heart? What would he find? Would you be ready for Christ to open the room? door, the door to your heart and life. The task of Advent isn't simply about preparing for Christmas and looking back at once was, that was the birth of Christ. Advent is also about paying attention to what is and what might be. We not only celebrate the birth of our Savior, but more importantly, we celebrate what our Savior is doing right here and now and what our Savior will do again. We look back and forward at the same time and we pray for God to come and to remind us of whose we are, to shake us up, and to do what only God can do in us yet again. I want to share with you today a word from the prophet of Isaiah in the 64th chapter, and as you listen to these words, hear how the prophet cries out to God to examine Israel's hearts, and how he openly admits the mess, the, the, the state of really, um, it, it, was, it was a messy state, that Israel had found themselves in, but, but how he remembers that God is the creator and how desperately Israel needed God's goodness and grace to work again. 
Hear this word from Isaiah in the 64th chapter, beginning with verse 1. It says, If only, God, you would tear open the heavens, and if only you would come down. Mountains would quake before you like fire igniting brushwood or making water boil. If you would make your name known to your enemies, the nations, they would tremble in your presence, God. When you accomplished wonders beyond all our expectations, and, and when you came down, mountains, they quaked before you. From ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God but you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You look after those who gladly do right. They will praise you for your ways, but you were angry when we sinned. You, you hid yourself when we did wrong. We have all become like the unclean. All of our righteous deeds, they're like dirty rags. All of us wither like a leaf. Our sins, like the wind, they carry us away. No one calls on your name. No one bothers to hold on to you, for you have hidden yourself from us and have handed us over to our sin. But now, now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. All of us, we are the work. We are the work of your hand. Do not rage so fiercely, Lord. Don't hold our sins against us forever. But gaze now on us, your people, each and every one of us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks indeed be to God. The people of God, Israel, they were in a state of desolation. The foundations of their nation, they had been shaken to the core. The comforts that they had begun to take for granted, they were taken from them. The human institutions that they had constructed no longer held the security that they had begun to take for granted. Sound a little bit familiar amid a pandemic? So they began to look elsewhere. And they realized that their faith was shaky also. They had uh, the epiphany the sudden realization that this place that they were in was a mess. This state of affairs, it was messy. They desperately needed hope. And so they looked back and they looked forward at the same time. That is what Advent is all about. As, as we join Isaiah in crying out to God, tear open the heavens, God, and come down. Search our hearts, Yahweh. Show us a better way forward and save us while we are yet sinners. Advent is a reminder to get out of our sense of complacency. 
to do the hard work of being aware and attentive to where we really are in our spiritual journeys and where it is that we're going. You know, it's looking to see what Christ has done, not just to give us that warm, fuzzy feeling inside, but as a way to ignite a flame in us again, to live differently, knowing that Christ will do it again. Advent, it presents every one of us with an opportunity to recognize that our rooms are messy and that we need to prepare for the coming of Christ again, who will do something new in our lives. Advent is a wake-up call, a wake-up call for us to get back on the straight in the narrow path of faithfully following the one that we call Savior and Messiah. Advent is also a time for prayer, a prayer that offers us incredible hope, a hope that so many are, are desperately searching for in the year 2020. Do you need some hope in your life? On this first Sunday of Advent, Christ calls us to not only take a hard look on the inside of our spiritual lives and to realize that, well, they're kind of messy, but he also calls us today to a promise of hope. I want to share this word that Jesus shares in the Gospel of Mark, the 13th chapter. Hear what he has to say to us. He says, In those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark and the moon it won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the planets and the other heavenly bodies, they will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of God and the Son of Man become, he'll be coming in the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people, you and I as the chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. Watch out, Jesus says. Stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It is as if someone took a trip, left the household behind, and put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do, and took the door and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, friends, Jesus says, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will return, whether it be in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting. Don't allow him to find you sleeping. What I say to you, Jesus says, I say to you all, stay alert. Stay alert, Jesus says. Not only is Jesus offering us a warning, and some, well, they only interpret it that way. But what Jesus says here offers hope. Hope because he will return again, and that he is near. And that's not a threat, but it's a hope-filled promise 
that we have. Jesus is near and promises to come again, which is a hope that our world desperately needs to remember right here and right now. In the hectic and uncertain day that we find ourselves living in, where we never know what to expect when we turn on the news each morning or scroll through social media, in days like these, friends, the most important thing that we need to remember to do is to wait, to watch, to pray, and to be ready for when Christ will come again. We may not know the day, the hour, or the moment that Christ is going to come back. And friends, I don't think that we should dwell on those specifics. It won't do us any good. It'll just create some anxiety in us. We shouldn't dwell on that. But we do know, we do know that there is a promise, a promise of hope and joy that is yet to come. Christ came as a newborn baby. Christ is with each and every one of us right now in spirit, and Christ will come again riding on the clouds as the giver of eternal life. Hallelujah. Amen. Our responsibility and our calling until that moment is to remember that profound promise of truth to hold on to that promise of hope and to realize what a mess that we're living in. And then we need to do something about that mess because company is coming. Company is coming. And so as we prepare for that expected company, in the week ahead, all that I want you to do is to spend some intentional time examining yourselves inwardly. Take a deep look at the current state of your spiritual lives. Is it nice and tidy? Or are there some areas to clean up? My guess is each and every one of us has some place that we need to to clean up a little bit. Otherwise, there would be no need for Advent. We all fall short of the glory of God, and, and all of us have a need for the Savior. Each of us has some room in us, a space that needs tidying up. You know, how are your spiritual practices today, friends? How are your relationships? Are you growing and maturing in the faith, or have you plateaued or perhaps even declined? Have you become complacent, or does your life reflect the ongoing anticipation that Christ will come again? Each of us, every one of us, has some area that we could clean up a little bit. All of us so desperately need Jesus. Lamentations 3.40 says we must search and examine our ways. We must return to our Lord. Romans 12.2 says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by examining your inward selves, so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good, 
what is pleasing and what is mature. Spend some time with God this week. Take a, a self-assessment, a temperature of your spiritual journey. Identify those messy areas and remember what Christ has done, what Christ is doing, and what Christ will do again. Company's coming. Are we ready? Think about that for a moment, and then I'll offer each of us a Almighty God, God, we thank you for the promise of hope. The hope that we have of, of a new Savior being born. Because we are yet sinners. We thank you that your Son, Jesus Christ, came, that he dwelt with us. And that even when he left this place to, to be with you in heaven, God, his Holy Spirit continues to be at work in our lives, in this moment even. And God, we thank you for the promise that you will send your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, to come again as the giver of eternal Thank you. Thank you for that hope and that promise. God, I pray in the coming week that you would help each of us as we self-examine our lives, as we consider the state of our spiritual journeys. Open our eyes and our hearts and God, lead us to paths of righteousness. Create in each of us a new, a renewed and a clean heart. God, do what only you can do in each and every one of us. God, that is our prayer, that you would do it again. We surrender our lives to you in this moment, and we thank you for your faithfulness, for your love, for your grace, and your goodness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen.